find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, 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 what's really, really, really good, BTB Army? Today is the three-year anniversary of this show. Yes, today is, well, yesterday was the three-year anniversary of Behind the Baller podcast. But today is the episode, okay? So we have hit three years, guys. And I just I said it before, I feel like we're just scratching the surface. It's an independent show, um, not for long. I will announce that soon. But yes, you, BTB Army, you guys made this happen. Three years, you guys have been rocking with the best. The most unorthodox business podcast on the planet. Okay? I thank you guys for all tuning in two times a week. And I thank the multi-award winning podcast producers of the year that would be the dust brothers my brother miles davis my brother jordan winter who without them i but we wouldn't be here right now okay so guys everyone ladies gentlemen who they whatever the fuck you call yourselves let's get this fucking show started Yo, 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 what's good, everyone? And welcome to another brand new episode, episode 299 of the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast, brought to you live and direct from Hollywood, California. I am your host, Ben Baller, never Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Korean Ben Hogan, a.k.a. the Wash Lord, a.k.a. the Shank King, a.k.a. Old Boy, and last but not least, of course, a.k.a. What motherfuckers say it? The Forrest Gump of hip hop. Guys, this is a professional podcast, which means we bring you nothing but fire and museum quality podcasting every single episode. Happy Monday. Let's make it a fun day, guys. I wasn't trying to rhyme. I'm just being real, real, for real, for real. Okay? Yo, it's on. I'm pumped. I'm juiced. It is 4.30 in the motherfucking morning. I'm already up. I'm up East Coast hour times right now, okay? Now, look, guys, episode 300 is coming. I don't want to make these things a big deal, but they are milestones. You should celebrate them. But, like, I tell people all the time, I don't really celebrate my birthday. You know, I celebrated 45, kind of big, not crazy. 40 was was pretty big. 50, I, I'll celebrate. I want to have fun, you know, but I, I live life, like, you know, like, but I, I want to give you guys something special, and there's a reason. I like to give you guys something special every week. It's just, you know, we have guests and all the other stuff, whatever, but I wanted episode 300 to be special for sure, okay? Now, I want it to be aligned before I headed to Cabo, but you know what? Episode 300 is not coming this Thursday, all right? I got something special planned. My enormous surprise original guest for episode 300 backed out last minute, and I'm not mad. Right when, when you're the most famous person on the earth and some random shit, well, not random, but something happens, you know, in the news, it's like the last thing you want to do is talk on a show when your mind ain't right. Now, you know, the funny thing is, is I will get her on the show. I'm not tripping. She's been 
uh, super cool, and we've been tight and all that stuff. But look, I'm getting ready for Cabo San Lucas. We leave this weekend, and ain't shit gonna stop me, okay? Not even motherfucking pterodactyl pox, kangaroo pox, nothing. All right, but look, yo, yo, guys, that shit is getting a little scary. I started itching with motherfucking mosquito bites because mosquitoes, look, mosquitoes ain't the same today. I don't remember getting bitten like this three years ago, five years ago, seven years ago, even maybe over a year ago. But in the last year, shit's getting crazy. I'm starting to, like, you know, you get these fucking, I got bad mosquito bites in Miami. I've been getting mosquito bites here and there. I don't know if my skin is prone. I was at the fucking golf course yesterday getting bit, and I was like, what the fuck? And I think about monkeypox. And I just think about the shit. Be like, oh, it's that fear-mongering. Shut the fuck up. Man, I know I'm taking anger management class, but yo, I will fucking do 10 years in jail for stupidity. Okay? Monkeypox is on the rise. It's climbing. I'm not here to scare anybody. I'm here to let you motherfucking know. You owe a bill, so pretty soon be like, yo, oh man, shit. Uh, I don't like getting notifications, man. That's fear-mongering. You need know, a notification on the bill, pay your visa bill, pay your chase bill, pay your AT&T bill. Motherfuckers get anxiety from that. That's fear-mongering. Bitch, take care of your business, okay? Ain't no wokeness. I hate that word, woke. We used to say that shit in the 90s, like, stay woke on some, like, real shit on some urban hip-hop shit. You know, we can, you can call it a black term, whatever the fuck you want. When I hear particularly Caucasian people say it, I want to fuck it. It's truly cringe. If that sounds racist to you motherfuckers, I'm talking about goofy, tiki torch, Confederate flag motherfuckers who are hiding in suits, right? Like I think about hitting them upside the head with the gold BB crowbar. Fuck out of here, okay? I get that there's a lot of people out there that think the government is controlling the world, and when you learn how to navigate past any of those obstacles, all you got to do is follow basic directions. You know, you speed, you do some shit, understand the risks. I'm talking about basic shit. You got a taillight out, number one reason to get pulled over in America. You got some shit, your car ain't working right, whatever the fuck it may be. You didn't stop good enough. I, look, I'm guilty of a lot of shit. I'm just letting you know, if I get pulled over, I know exactly what I got to do. But what I'm saying is, if you could follow the basic ass shit, and not necessarily, you know, the government's super strict protocol. You ain't got to be a goody two-shoes. Some people get away with it, some people don't, you know? And there are people, you know, there is, you know, racism still exists and everything, right? All I'm saying is you could be fine. You could adjust your life. And this is still going on with the topic of this whole monkeypox shit. Like, okay, let's say that AIDS, right, let's say covid Let's say monkeypox, all that shit. Let's just say it was created by a man. Okay, let's say it's man-made. Cool, great. Okay, it's fucked up. What are you going to do about it? Right? But, oh, no, man. But really, what the fuck are you going to do about it? I don't give a fuck if it was created in China. In a, I don't give a fuck if it was in Korea. I don't give a fuck if it was created in Texas. I don't give a fuck. To say it doesn't exist, you, to contradict yourself, it was man-made. I'm not about to believe this shit. Motherfucking, Who cares? It's like saying the motherfucking guns are made by angels or some shit. Then you find out they're man-made. Like, they don't have real bullets, motherfucker. You can't get shot and die. I'm like, I, the people that, that hit me up, like, yo, you, oh, man, you said that same shit about COVID. Yeah, motherfucker, my cousin died from it. Family, friends, 
Other people I know have died from, oh, they never died from, dog, I don't even have this conversation right now. To say it doesn't exist or it's not that serious, but oh, I got here and whatever. And then the people who have like, look, you're the same people that think that Donald Trump was robbed of the election. You're just fucking dumb. To argue with them is dumb. Anything that isn't as cut and dry as five plus five equals 10 is arguable with those type of people. Okay, you can say the fucking sky is blue. And they'd be like, nah, actually, it's uh, it's azure. I don't even know, actually, i tell you the truth, I wouldn't even know if they would fucking even know what the fuck that term meant or that actual color palette is. But they would argue, be like, that's not angel hair pasta. That's skinny fucking spaghetti. Did you know that Oprah has hostages and underage kids inside her basement as sex slaves? Oh my God, the Epstein Island list of guests are out. Wait till you see who's on there. It's Eminem and Jim Carrey and... Bill Clinton, da-da-da-da-da, and this, and all these woke people and Democrats and whatever. Bitch, there's a, as many motherfucking Republicans on that motherfucker, right? I'm not going to spotlight Koreans just to spotlight them. There's just as many bad ones as good ones in anything you do, okay? And guess who you forgot to mention in motherfucking Epstein Island, bitch? There's at least seven flight logs showing that Trump has landed there, okay? And been on the Lolita Express several times. It's not left. It's not right. It's just looking at real shit and analyzing things and just being fair. Okay? If your homeboy's album sucks, man, you don't want to tell him? All right, cool. But don't lie to him and say the album is fire. Right? Amber Heard fans have been going back at all oh, this is conspiracy about unreleased sealed documents and the evidence. I, I looked at the shit. It's bullshit, dummies. Look, if you know people, if you have attorneys, you have people. Look, I understand. There's, the crazy thing is there's journalists out there that are putting things out and I get it. She lost. She went to a federal court. You got people who don't either know them and they're judging it because of domestic violence, which is a very serious thing and it should not be taken lightly. But you got people who don't know Johnny or Amber and going on a deep foxhole hunt, looking up shit, but don't know them in real life. I don't need to know them in real life. You have to have at least one degree of separation from somebody. You can judge people. I do it all the time. Donald Trump. Uh, no, no, bingo. I'm one degree of separation away from him. Okay? My fucking friend dates his son. She is around them once a day, seven days a week, damn near, for years. Okay? I don't give a fuck about no text messages. What about knowing their personalities, them in real life? Like, you can't sit here and start fucking going on this, all this other bullshit. I understand there's some bias because I fucking know Johnny. But I know Amber just as well. And I know fucking three or four people that have dated her and everything else, whatever. And, yo, she ain't no motherfucking angel. She should never went on the fucking stand. I know enough to know, you know, whatever. Boom. It's like, look. All right. Well, cool. Ain't no conspiracy. Look, the court systems could be unfair in there. But, like, the dog, that's why you got to go in there. And you don't think that Johnny went in there as an underdog? Back to monkeypox. I don't give a fuck who you voted for. Pretty much just stay the farthest fuck away from me with your booger-infested dick-beater hands. And I'm just hype right now. It's early. I'm delusional right now. I, I'm on I'm intermittent fasting five months now. Still no coffee because I can't do coffee black straight. But I'm legitimately saddened that something like Alex Jones is a thing. And I know I'm all over the place right now, but it's all correlated with each other, okay? He's an absolute fucking idiot, and I can't wait for him not just to be in the hole, millions, but to get what he deserves and not crawl out of that fucking hole, all right? 
There is cancel culture, which I'm not about. And then there's long overdue, bitch, you're done culture. When you repeatedly hit a hair follicle with fucking a sledgehammer, and I'm talking like a thousand, 200,000 times, the earth finally gets a chance at payback. Ain't no playing the victim. Fuck knows. Okay? These political dickheads have changed that woke meaning, and it's like changing the Dougie dance to some T-Rex arm, shuffle puck shit, like fuck outta here. All right? Look, all that shit is just because that rant came from literally leaving a comment on my boy Jordan Belfort's page. And Jordan was like, oh, no, he wasn't doing really believe about the, you know, the COVID shit here and there. Whatever. That's cool. And maybe he got it, whatever. And some people got it. The thing is, not everyone fucking died from it. And then there's conspiracies again. Oh, maybe it's just the flu here and there. Look, I'm not saying it wasn't bad. I'm saying that we were able to fucking, you know, figure this shit out. There's just a lot of unhealthy people in America. And there's so much other shit that we could get into that my wife has showed me that how much bad sugar is and, you know, all the fucking coloring and, and Cheetos and all this other shit that's cancerous and all this other stuff like that at a certain point. It's like, you know, they want people just to live their lives. They don't want people to pay attention. But at the same time, it's like you got to have that happy medium. You know? I know motherfuckers that drank sugar and had all kinds of shit, smoked cigarettes and lived to be 80 to 100. Look, man, it's all about your mentality. If you have a strong mind... Man, I'm being real with you, man. You fuck around like there have actually been cases of people with cancer and there have been deep fucking meditation and crazy Eastern herb medicine and they've literally had people fight fucking cancer mentally. I know it sounds absolutely crazy, but it is the fucking truth. There's a lot of shit you could do with your mind. And once you start fucking with it and believing shit, yeah, it can fucking deteriorate and fucking fall. Everything else can fall apart. Happens to me sometimes here and there. But I'm just trying to tell y'all that when you have motherfucking juju B-sized lumps all over your arms, your mouth, your lips, and your legs, look, don't come back here talking about, oh, whatever. That shit ain't no joke. And it gives you a high fever and all the bullshit, man. Look, dog, I'm good. Y'all, hey, y'all can go against me with this one. I don't give a fuck. But um, I'm just letting y'all know I'm, I'm not fucking with no monkey pox, okay? Now, more fuckery. I posted a video of an acquaintance of mine. I'm sure he'd like to say friend or whatever. Boom, you know, Vietnamese dude. Owns a smoke shop in Vegas. Smoke shops, you know, I didn't realize how popular they were. Until I started fucking smoking, you know, nicotine again, right? And there's one on damn near every fucking strip mall and whatever. And they're all busy. It's crazy. Or they, they do well, whatever. Somehow there's, they, they wouldn't be open if, if they weren't doing well. And this guy in Vegas, you know, he has his employee there, Vietnamese guy. And three guys walk into the store. Two of them walked in and one held the door as a standout, right? As, as a lookout, sorry. And in this 56 second video, you got this goofy ass, dumbass white kid with another goofy ass white kid, both wearing ski masks. Now, mind you, it was 113 degrees the day they walked in. They're wearing baggy clothes and hoodies, stupid as fuck. And the dude's like, yo, man, you know, why are you guys wearing those masks? And he goes, come on, man. Like, you know, and he was trying to be cool. You could tell, you know, the dude was cool, but, and he seemed to be all right, but, but he was actually really nervous inside. And he's like, you know, they come with the backpack here and there. Later found out dudes have weapons in there and shit. And like, this kid steals the tip box, 
And he's like, come on, man, just give me the fucking coins back. At least I know the coins. I don't even know why he said that, just to whatever. Then he tries to stop him from stealing like some vape, you know, accessories or pens, whatever the fuck it is. One of the kids hops the counter and he gets stabbed the fuck up. Now, I don't want to hear shit from no left or no right agenda. Shut the fuck up, you stupid ass bitch. Jesus Christ. Man, I'm so... Oh, conservative, liberal. What the fuck are you talking about, you dumb fuck? It's the state of Nevada, which is an open carry state. That right there should tell you a whole lot. Look up the definition of castle doctrine. Find out what that means. Pretty much stand your motherfucking ground, okay? And it'll hold up in fucking court. The thing is, he stabbed that motherfucker a bunch of times. He didn't stab him enough. When the police came, because he called the police and the ambulance, the police commended dude. They gave him props. And you know what? You know how I feel about police here and there, but it's like, you know what, man? Like, dog, if that was my son, my friend, my cousin, I'd have been like, what the fuck are you doing robbing some fucking store? You fucking stupid. The dumbass got stabbed. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Okay? Ain't no lawsuit yet. I, mean, I don't know if we hear about one here and there, whatever, but it's going to be, it's going to be a motherfucker that say, oh, it's going to be tough to, you know, to beat this one. Shit. You see the motherfucking people that live in Las Vegas? The motherfuckers that actually show up to jury duty? That ain't smart enough to get out of jury duty? Shit. You motherfuckers don't know what fucking Las Vegas is like. Look. I don't give a fuck if he's Asian or not. I'm telling y'all, they did it in the wrong state. Castle Doctrine. Once that dumbass, goofy-ass kid, 17-year-old kid, once he hopped a counter, it became self-defense. That Asian dude, that Vietnamese kid didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. He said the magic words in the news. The magic words. I was in fear for my life. That's all you got to fucking say. May sound fucked up, may sound stupid, just like with my wife. Sorry goes a long way with her. You tell any law enforcement, any man of law, any judge, court, jurist, whatever, I was in fear for my life. All bets are off right then and there. Once he hopped over the counter, anything that was coming to him, if the motherfucker had a gun, he could have shot his ass. You got people who are sympathizing for the fucking Man, fuck those stupid ass kids. Like I said, who doesn't love their kids more than me, right? You can't go over 100%. I'd be fucking disappointed as shit. I'd be pissed. Would I be mad at the dude who stabbed the man? Look, it'd be nice if they show compassion at the same time. Like, look, you have to understand, you don't know what the fuck's going on these days. People got it fucked up. It was self-defense. He wasn't defending the fucking store anymore. He was concerned about it. But once he hopped over the counter, he's like, yo, man, who knows what the fuck is going on? What's, what's in his backpack? It's too much right, left agenda shit. I don't know why. I don't know why everything's got to be political. The shit went crazy. I saw my Twitter. And like, I make a lot of people say, oh, you know, what's funny about someone dying? Who said he died? One. And it, it is funny in a way. Right? If anything, I'm 60%. You know? That's pretty close to the middle. 10 to 50% would be obviously blue. 50 to 100% would be right. I'm just giving you an example. I'd say I'm at 60%. Anyone who has kids 
and wants to raise them the right way, they're going to kind of probably be somewhat conservative in certain ways and be cool about other things too. Ain't nobody in the motherfucking world that I'm friends with is at 30% or 25% or is at 75%. Motherfuckers I'm cool with are between 35 and like 68%. Anyways, it was self-defense. Fucking weirdos, man. This shit just had me fucking tripping. Like, I have no idea why the fuck, you know, like, I, I just don't get it. Like, always oh, got to be some political shit. Oh, man, why you don't know this and that? You got to be some... No, listen, Tuck. If you don't start fighting back, everything's going to go to shit. Like, real talk. Oh, people are going to jail for the fuck all that. If Gaston in Los Angeles is not giving motherfucking armed robbers time and all of this shit. What the fuck, man? You ain't got shit to lose. Fuck it. Shoot that motherfucker then. You know? Anyways. I was talking to a friend of mine. And she's pretty. Pretty girl. Talented. Has her own money. And she's having a really tough time dating. Right, you know, I actually tell you the truth. I don't even know if she listens to this show. But bottom line is, I every so often I hear about like my wife's friends, some of my friends, and I hear about like people I work with, what it's like dating in the 2020s. And they show me apps. I'm like, really, man? Like this is fucking weird. Now I remember like newspaper ads. I'm, I know this is crazy, but like you get like a magazine, like oh, there's people that put an ad out for dating here and there, whatever. It's like Match.com type shit. You see this, boom. And now it's just gone to apps, a lot more accessible to your phone. You know, you like somebody, boom. And it's like, how the fuck do you know if motherfuckers are faking the fucking height, faking this, this, and this? You see them in person, which is the dumbest thing in the fucking world. Why the fuck, if you weigh 275, would you come and make your profile picture look like you weigh 130? And then show up and people like, oh, you shouldn't be superficial. Shut the fuck up. Just be real, man. If you don't like yourself, man, there's someone for everyone. I know someone who is big as shit and they're getting married. It don't fucking matter because the personality is lit and their confidence is good. People's confidence are all fucked up. I got into an argument about with some stupid ass fucking bitch about this shit and was like, yo, I don't, I'm not going to bring it up, but I'm just saying dating now is fucking crazy, Right? And I only want to talk about this just for a little bit, but men, because this is a 70% male listenership, 30% women, 70% men, okay? If you're dating a girl and you're young, if you're old, whatever it may be, understand that our maturity level isn't up there eye to eye with most women. I don't give a fuck how mature you think you are, whatever it is. Now, if you live in the Midwest somewhere and you, you know, they're used to getting married at 23 and 24, and whatever, okay, great, cool. You know, every day seems like a fucking eternity out there. It ain't shit to do else, but you know, you better have a girl and whatever. Boom, it's easier. There's less distractions. I get it. I'm talking about if you live in a metropolitan city. If you're serious about dating, if all you want to do is smash, great, go ahead. Go fuck every single person you want. Great, okay, cool. I, I just hope you're safe. But the thing about it is, after you have sex with someone, and this is during my dating days and stuff, if you have that feeling like, oh, fuck, man, I can't wait for her to leave, you know, then why don't you just hire, fucking hire a professional hooker? You want to know why? Because let's say you hire a professional hooker, you like the way she looks and everything, cool. Guess what? You're not paying her to stay. You're paying a prostitute to leave. 
You get what I'm trying to say to you? If you feel that way with the chick, you could lie to her, deal with whatever. Just want, you don't want to fucking deal. Oh, I don't want to deal with this chick anymore. Boom. I will say this. Eventually, though, you get into that habit of that shit. And people say, oh, ain't no big deal. Get to my age. Get older. It's going to be lonely as a motherfucker. Unless you got a lot of fucking money. Chances of you being 51 trying to date some hot chick at 26, it ain't going to happen. Don't give a fuck how much you go to the fucking gym. Don't give a fuck about none of that shit. If you're a regular ass Joe and you're 51, you, you're going to have to fucking find someone your age group. With your, it's thin pickings. Not to get too much into my personal life, but that's like one of the most beautiful fucking things. If me and my wife had just finished, I'm like, damn, man. I'm like in a fucking great mood and like we're good and, and you know what I mean? Like, okay, we'll go see our kids, whatever it is. It's like, you know, I ain't trying to hide from nobody, try to lie to someone and run away or whatever. What I'm getting at is everyone's on a fast track to everything. Everyone's on the microwave era. Everyone wants their food done in seven minutes. Hey, man. It's hard to cook good food in seven minutes. I'm just going to be honest with you, right? You know, you have the appetizer, you have certain things. Look, that microwave era of thinking goes with music, goes with this, goes with food, goes with fucking playing golf, whatever the fuck it may be. Dating. If you're actually interested in finding a partner and, and companionship, then waiting a couple months shouldn't be a big fucking deal. I'm the most impatient person in the world. I mean, sometimes you click and energy's there, boom, it's fireworks and it's there. But sometimes it's like a business. You have to fucking invest your time. You need to really get to know somebody. And as you're getting along, get some nobody, you know, maybe there's been sex, maybe there hasn't, I don't know. But you really rather, I rather, you get to know somebody. Me and my wife fast-tracked. Shit, we got engaged in 11 months. We're fucking married inside two years, like just barely. Had our first kid, you know what I'm saying? Just after two years, she was pregnant in less than two years. But our timeline was right. Almost 13 years later, like, you know, we're good. We have our little fights here and there. It's normal and, and like it's never been better. But I don't think I learned something super new about my wife's personality. You know, I, I knew what she was like. And it's like, you accept certain things. I can't imagine the shit that she she isn't even, like, not to have demons or something. I'm just talking about just to, you know, like, she see me get mad about shit or certain things, whatever. And, like, there's, you know, the times with, oh, you're gaslighting me. You know, fuck all that. I'm talking about when you're dating somebody, get to fucking know them. You got somebody sleeping in your house, you know, and everyone thinks shit is sweet and whatever. You don't never know what the fuck someone's capable of. Some people are damaged because some people are not. Some people are willing to accept it. Some people aren't. Man, you know, when you test drive a car, that's the biggest cap in the world. What the fuck are you going to do in three minutes? They ain't going to let you fucking peel out. They ain't going to let you do certain, like, I mean, you know, sometimes I've been on test drives in cars. They let you know the dude's pretty cool about what you do. They don't do test drives like that no more. It's like a two, three minute, you know, month test drive. You should be able to know like certain things at that point. You know, oh, it's too early. We get in a fight too early. How the fuck you, it's too early. There might be some real shit that you guys might be discussing and it might be a hot topic, whatever. And like with me, as long as you don't talk about religion or politics to me, shit, we're good. Find who aligns with you. 
And just because they look good, just because and it's just like, man, I've seen girls like, oh my fucking God. Seeing this one chick, she was like Megan Fox. She was hot as shit. Start talking and I was like, oh my God, bro. And I'm sure other people might say the same thing. You know what though? I can go fucking anywhere. I can go to 260 countries and I guarantee at least 70 or 80% of them, I'll be able to survive and have fucking fun and make shit happen and make friends and whatever. It's just the way that I've been able to adapt in life. You motherfuckers want to get married or get divorced in the same fucking year. Have, you're just rushing this shit. I'm just letting y'all know, man, that I've talked to young girls. I've talked to older women and certain things. You want to be around somebody who's more stable, more secure. And a lot of times that young dating pool right now, especially in this new era, they ain't ready for shit. People are getting married later. People are having kids later. Unfortunately, genetics, and I'm sorry, science hasn't changed as far as like women having babies. Look, man, you know, you could have a surrogate mom and all that and, and cool, but it's just something about that. You know, I'm not, oh, why are you shaming? Shut the fuck up. Another topic we need to get to is, is sensitivity. But if there's a bunch of flaws I'm, I'm, I'm com not comfortable with and people start going at them, you know what? I'm not going to sit there and cry about it. I'm going to face them shit. Oh, good for you. Yeah, good for me. Fuck you. Not everyone's tough. I get it. My son, London, he's pretty tough. I mean, he's, he's pretty fragile when it comes to certain things. And I'm hoping that we can deal with that and we, we can toughen and harden up that, that shell. But not to the point where, you know, he becomes fucking like, you know, a, a zombie. I'm just saying, guys, be aware out there of women's needs, how hard it's got to be. Shit is not fair in life, okay? Look, you ain't got to fucking open every goddamn door. You ain't got to put your jacket over a fucking puddles like walk over it. Just be very surprised how far being a gentleman is. Now, there are women out there who take advantage and they're all whatever. Cool, that ain't the one for you then. And you keep it pushing. Ain't no reason to get mad. There is someone for everyone out there. I was just thinking about this shit. I was talking about it. I was like, yo, this dating shit is crazy. And like, you know, there are girls who out there will fucking friend zone you for 17 fucking months and whatever, boom. And it's like, dog, don't waste your time, man. You know, unless you have an alt, you know, you have an agenda, be like, all right, well, this girl's gonna bring me to someone else even better. All right, cool. But don't let that hold you up, you know? And it's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no romance without no finance, you know? It's a tough world out there, guys. I, I couldn't imagine, you know? I'm just, just letting you guys know, be compassionate, invest in a relationship like you would a business. The more you put into it, more likely the better successful, you know, the relationship is or your business is. And a successful business ain't gonna necessarily happen in two, three months. And it's just like, you got to get to know things, understand what to look out for. Don't be so goddamn fucking bold and upfront immediately. Don't scare nobody. Ease in the shit. That's it. It was just something I wanted to talk about. And I've been wanting to talk about because I keep seeing these fucking dating apps like Hinge or some shit or whatever the fuck. I don't think it's just, the fuck is it? Tinder or Bumble or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. I don't have any fucking dating apps. It's fucking weird. But that shit's really the norm now. So it's just crazy as fuck. Um, I'm going to get into a commercial real quick. But again, I want to talk about this Instagram page, LA in a minute. It is a friend of mine's page. This guy, I can't even imagine how much fucking effort and time goes into this shit, but the detail and great topics that are on this page 
about the city that I was born and raised in, the city I love. Hard city to love right now. But he highlights the great parts of the city. LA in a minute. I think I want to have him on the podcast. I think that that's, that's definitely going to be a good guest. But yo, we're going to pay some bills. Episode 299, guys. I love you guys. And we'll be right back with more BTB. Nobody likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is more than just about getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. What are you waiting for? Huh? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. You can get started at Chime.com slash baller. That's C-H-I-M-E dot com slash baller. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp or Stride Bank N.A. Members of the FDIC Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. What up, y'all? We are back. Um, had a short little conversation with this uh, black-owned golf page, black-owned golf business. Um, there's a very, 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 very big division in golf with uh, colored people. And um, it's a trip. You know, um, they're called Eastside Golf. And they're a dope-ass brand, again, black-owned, uh, a guy named Earl, a guy named um, uh, Olajuwon. And, um, you know, they have a brand-new Jordan collab. They uh, This is, I think, their second collab. Now they have two different things. They got a Jordan um, 12 that is a golf cleat, low-top, and then they have a high-top, uh, non-golf shoe. And it's dope. And we got to talk about blacks in golf and racism in golf. And there is definitely racism because, I mean, you know, up till recently, shit, you couldn't even be a fucking member of LA Country Club um, if you were even in entertainment, let alone anything, kind of like whatever. And a lot of country clubs didn't even let black people in. A lot of country clubs, a lot of fucking courses didn't let Tiger Woods play on them. And it was fucking crazy. Man, the PGA, it's like, and then there's courses that let him play, but he could never go back and play there if he wasn't in a tournament. So I want to get him on the show. Shout out to Eastside Golf. And um, yeah, man, it's just, it's fucked up. It's fucked up game. Uh, speaking of golf, I played golf on Friday at Angeles National Golf Course, and uh, I love that course. It's fucking tough as shit. It's one of the toughest courses in all of California. Um, it's a Jack Nicholas course, the only one in L.A. County. My cousin Steve is really good. He was able to fuck around, you know what I'm saying? It still scores 78. He's like, yo, let's play serious. And I tell him, I'm like, when the fuck do I not play serious? He goes, I'm just saying, like, focus more. And, and it's really about course management. And the lack of it that I have, you know, that being my 11th time playing um, 18 holes, right? And, um, you know, I played yesterday with a couple of homies. And I get to hole seven at Angeles. And by the way, you know, this is where the Watch Lord Invitational is going to, you know, take place. I love that course. It's tough. It's, it's, I like it because a lot of people don't want to pay 100 bucks to play at a public course. And um, that's 100 per person. You know, it's not really busy. So that's one reason why I like it, right? Some people don't want to pay that, whatever, cool, but it's it's a great course. It's amazing. Right now, it's a little dry. It's really hot. It was a fucking 102 degrees yesterday. Played early. And I get to hole seven. 
And there's two huge fucking rattlesnakes that are, you know, mating. Or it could have been two males fighting. I don't know, but it was fucking crazy because I threw my ball in there. And, you know, some people don't really trip, you know. And, and again, um, I mean, some people really trip. Um, losing a ball to some other people are really big. And I should probably be a little bigger about it. But because, you know, a $50, $60 box of balls are free to me, you know, it's a $6 ball right there. I don't really think about it because, you know, sponsored by TaylorMade. So, you know, I get as many balls I want for free. And I'm not really tripping. But other people, even my cousin, you know, my cousin's rich. He's not some poor dude. And he's like, you know, he sees a nice ball, sees a tireless, you know, pro V's picking it up. But it was a Murakami ball, you know, and that's like 150 bucks a box. So if we do the math, that's like what, 11 bucks a ball. I don't know. I just was like, you know, I wasn't going to, I'm going to play it where it is. One, I'm not going to take a drop. It's, well, I had to take a drop. I had to take the L. But these motherfucking snakes were hissing, acting crazy, motherfucking rattlesnakes. And I've seen a rattlesnake before here and there, but I've never, ever seen like that, like ever. And I'm, you know, I'm fucking old. So, you know, there's hazards and then there's fucking a real hazard, right? That shit was right in the fucking bushes. It's just scary as a motherfucker. But my game is getting better. My driver is working a lot better. Made it more consistently. I realized my footing was off again when I thought it was back on. And my, my coach, Ron, is weird, man. He's just, a, he's just, you know, like, I don't wonder if he's fucking with me sometimes. Great coach, you know, and, and you know, he's like, Denzel Washington, a man on fire. And the guy's like, well, you know, you're affordable for what we need for security, but why? He goes, well, because I drink. And I'm not saying Ron drinks, he does, but like, you know, it's just like, it just makes sense and it just, my personality and everything, but I have other assistants in other places, but course management is one thing that I'm learning. And my driver and my three were working in the last two rounds of 18 that I played, but my mid game was fucking up. So like, you know, I hit the ball 250, 260, 270, and then I got like on some holes less than 200, somewhere 185. And I'm hitting my hybrid. I'm being able to actually get to the fringe, get to the green, whatever it may be. And I'm getting some good shots here and there. But when I have 160 or 150 in and I'm using the iron, sometimes that shit just ain't getting there. When I get to the green, I'm not really having a lot of trouble when it comes to putting and stuff. But you know, when my fucking, you know, my, my irons are working here and there, shit, then my fucking driver's not working. So the best game I ever had in my entire life was at El Caballero, when I shot at 87, which is a fucking amazing score. And, um, you know, I shot a really, really good score. I think people don't understand what it really means because we don't take mulligans. We don't even use that term. But, you know, my irons worked. My three wood worked. My putting was on. Everything was cool. You know, I'm pretty much bogeying every hole, par here and there. It's like fucking amazing. And tomorrow will be the first time that me and my coach play 18 right? And he has his own courses that we play at, but like right then and there, he's like, I guarantee you, I'm going to, I'm going to have you score eight strokes better than you usually score because he's going to be able to tell me what the fuck I'm doing right then and there. And that's just a, that's an insane thing. It's like, it costs a couple thousand dollars for you to play 18 with a pro that really will teach you. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that I fucking really, really, really need. And, um, What's crazy is I'm watching the Wyndham Championship this weekend. I watch it, you know, every single day. I watch bits and pieces, and I watch, I rewatch it on ESPN Plus. And this dude, Tom Kim, you know, formerly is uh, Ju Hyung Kim, you know, Korean kid. He just turned fucking 20 years old. Okay, he started, and most guys who start with a double bogey usually do not win a fucking tournament. He started with a quadruple bogey. This motherfucker shot 
eight on his first or second hole. I forgot. And like, again, dude, he just turned 20. So he's really young. He's one of the youngest to ever do this to win a championship. All right. Win a fucking PGA an event. And like, yo, he finished minus 20 for the tourney. Three days. This motherfucker, bro, on that front nine yesterday in the finals, he shot eight under in the front nine. I can't even tell you. That motherfucker was on goddamn fire. And some days I just be like, yo, talk to some of my friends who are really good. They've been playing for a few years. Take some time off here and there. And they shoot like 84 or whatever. And it's like, I'm like, yo, that 84 is coming. I know it is because I see where I'm making my mistakes. And, you know, um, my boy Salim, um, he's a part of the whole Nelk Boys, you know, Full Sam podcast and everything. He's really good. He's been playing about the same time as I have. He's a lot younger. It's like 20 years younger than me. No, fuck that. What am I talking about? It's like 26 years younger than me. And he's already shooting in the 80s. I think he, I ain't going to keep, I'm keeping 100. I think he's capping about some shit. And he doesn't understand. He's just so young. And I think some people who have access to a lot of things, they're not necessarily entitled, but they're, they're gassed in a certain way. And they don't get, they don't, they haven't seen enough of the world. And even young pros that are really good. They don't get how certain things are because like there are pros out there who are really good. And then they offer Ron, my coach, he'll be like, oh man, she, I'll, get, oh, give me seven, eight strokes. These are pros, the best in the world. And Ron will fucking destroy him. And it's like, you just don't get what you see. People don't understand. Like I posted a video of me hitting the ball and I had like a really decent, you know, swing. Not enough ball speed, not enough swing club. You don't even fucking understand. You can barely hit the club and knock that bitch 300 yards. It's not about that. It's about how fast your body turns. It's the smash factor, all that shit. But anyways, congratulations to Tom Kim. Finished minus 20. Just fucking turned 30, like quadruple bogey on the first round, man. This is fucking nuts. I just salute these Koreans that are out here killing it. My niece, my fucking third cousin's daughter, she's 13 years old and she's already shooting under par. Shooting like 68, 69. And yo, she's third fucking teen. She's definitely LPGA bound. And I'm just super hyped about her. Um, another very young teenager by the name of Dasani Davis out of the fucking Central California area out of Fresno had a video that went viral, was playing at a basketball camp against Jalen Green, juked the fuck out of him. Didn't just break his ankle, motherfucking broke him out of his shoes. He fell out of his shoes. This young kid, Dasani Davis, you know who he is? He's the son of Illegal Cartel. Yes, that is the Behind the Baller theme song. The son of illegal cartel, Sonny Davis, fucking shook Jalen Green out of his motherfucking shoes. And yo, I just got a salute. Like, that's just fucking crazy. That shit was incredible. Um, I just, man, I'm always hyped to see anybody's son doing well. I see Kendrick Perkins' son is, is an AAU. He's killing. He's a beast. And just like, there are height advantages. There's genetics involved and stuff. But it's like, it's always a blessing when I see some of my boys um, and their kids, and just that that whole journey of being a dad. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Ryder when I, you know, went to his jujitsu classes this week and saw him get it in, and you know, it's just fucking awesome. With uh, Nick out of um, the country, she's in Ibiza, partying it up, having a great time. She's out to like fucking four in the morning, getting drunk, having fun. I hope she is having the best fucking time because when she gets back, we're gonna, you know, a couple days. We're going to Cabo. I'm playing more golf this week. 
I'm about to fucking record this massive fucking episode. Um, trying to have lunch with my man Jimmy Jam. Um, yes, the Jimmy Jam Flight Time, one of the most fucking prominent producers of music ever. Uh, Janet Jackson, Prince, all that shit. Uh, I, I've been having great time just being, you know, with the kids. Shout out to my mother-in-law. Obviously, she's been helping me tremendously and making fucking sinigang and and it's like usually in the hot ass fucking weather, you don't want sinigang, but she's been fucking fire, been eating Wingstop, been having a great fucking time. I closed two huge deals last week. I got some major news for you guys for this episode 300. Can't wait to share it with you guys. But I'm just really looking forward to Cabo. And I'm really looking forward to slowing my professional business down as far as like my trade as a jeweler and whatever, finishing up a few things. But um, to end it up, uh, you know, Watching the Seahawks practice, you know, blue team versus green team. Now seeing Drew Locke having better numbers than, than Geno kind of fucks me up and it kind of messes my whole head up right now. I don't know what the fuck to expect. Um, shit. We're a month away pretty much from the first actual game of the season. And I'm just like, that shit's going to come by in a second. This summer has flown by. My boy Nedek had passed away on May 6th and I didn't realize that was fucking two months ago. I'm sorry, hold on, June. That was three months ago. That shit felt like yesterday. And I'm just so fucked up how fast time has flown by. And it's scary. The kids are about to go back to school. Uh, London's about to turn 10. There's just all this shit going on. So I can't wait to have a great five days in Cabo, which was supposed to be longer, but it's fine. Five days in Cabo, relax. I got a Japan trip coming up. Might be going to Korea. I got some shit with Cuddy coming up because he's on a tour. And I'm just trying to just relax and focus on just having fun. I've deserved it. I've grinded for decades. I'm just trying to chill. I'm really, really, really coming into my own self. I've accepted my mortality on the world. I've been thinking about different shit and, I, and I'm just in a different place in my mindset. But um, I love this podcast. I love you guys. Oh, what the fuck? I need to talk about Blackbird real quick. Blackbird has come to a finale. It's over. Wow. Shit started out gangster as fuck. Then there's the body. Episode three, little more body. Episode four, little more body. Episode five, you know, you get little things here and there and there. And then episode six, the season finale, you're like, oh, shit. Yo. Not, someone's like, oh, what about Bosch? How the fuck are you going to compare this to? It ain't Bosch. Bosch is the GOAT. But this is a great fucking show. You know, I heard there's a bunch of shows on Apple TV. I just haven't had the patience of certain things. That's why I don't really want to get into shows. But like, if there's a movie out there that you guys have seen, man, ain't shit that's been out. That, that you know, I'm waiting for fucking shit. I'm, you know, this new uh, Raising Canaan season is coming out. And I can't wait for that shit. I want all the fucking, you know, ghost series shit to come out and whatever, things like that. I'm, I'm in it. But I just don't get into Westworld. I'm not really a Game of Thrones dude and whatever. And boom, maybe I get into it, maybe not. I don't know. If you got movie suggestions, please tell me about them. Um, real quick, I forgot to mention, I'm going to interview three super followers for episode 300. They're going to be very short interviews, 10, 15 minutes max, maybe. And I obviously have a massive guest that's going to come on. I'm not going to have a big intro. I'm going to talk about how grateful I am to have the show. There might be about some current events that happen when I'm in Cabo a little bit towards the end. But really, it's going to be about focusing about these, these interviews and stuff and announcing some great news and all that other stuff. But, um, yo, man, the last episode, I really do appreciate it. I'm getting more feedback about discussing real-life things that are going on with mental issues and, you know, um, behavioral disorders or whatever it is and just the way that people think. Not everyone's got to think like me. 
What works for me may not work for you. But always remember, I did not grow up rich. I did not grow up white or black or whatever the fuck it is. I grew up in a different fucking world. There's still a lot of Asians not doing a lot of things in, in sports, Hollywood, whatever the fuck it is. Look, I've turned out all right. And all I'm saying is, I've been able to maneuver through life by living through this creed and lifestyle. Okay, so just giving y'all guys some game and it's worth trying out. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's it. But anyways, guys, appreciate it, man. Um, I know we went under an hour today, but I really do have a lot of shit to prepare for this thing. I'm hoping, you know, this guy don't back out. I mean, he's already given me a commitment and stuff. We got some shit coming up and uh, I'm excited, man. All right. So look, man, have a great week. Um, I will not see you this Thursday. There'll be a replay. Um, I think Miles and Jordan are going to figure that out. But uh, I love y'all. You know what I mean? And if you are one of my super followers on Twitter, you know, I really do give an... I'm trying to think of the fucking word, man. I give an incredible amount of access to me if you're on Twitter and you're a super follower. And it's just like, it's not about anyone dick riding. It's not about the money. If it was about the money, then fuck, I would have charged a lot more money. There's not really bad. It's just it's just something. Charge to charge something. Three fucking dollars just to to give you guys access to something. You know what I mean? And it's just like there's so much more that you get from three dollars a month. You know, subscribing to you know my super followers on Twitter. But anyways, guys, I love y'all. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Your homework for me, all right, from Professor Yang. Please tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the show. It helps us out. And we got big news and it's coming and it's going to make this shit better. That means video. That means everything. It's going to be fucking rocking and I'm fucking ecstatic and I'm waiting to pivot to this full fucking time. All right, guys. All right. Have a great week, man. I will talk to y'all soon. My man Lakey Lake is here playing some beats. That means we are out of here. Peace. <laughs>